Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, y'all. Uh, I know y'all missed the Hushmo last week. We we got caught up in the mix, y'all. <laughs> we really got caught up in the mix last week. Uh, we back. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And now the necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. And uh, here lately, we've... Uh, found it necessary to crank the volume up and look like <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep that volume up for uh, a little a little while longer. Hey you got me Hushmo driving this uh train tonight. It's just my uh pleasure to be out here with y'all. My Facebook friends, what's up? Let me send a little thing out to y'all here because y'all get Y'all get it twisted if I don't if I don't let you know if the Hushmo don't let you know that he, that I'm out here. Y'all uh y'all forget about the Hushmo. We come to you every Saturday over broad talk from seven to nine. Uh, you can you can reach me. Go to my webpage hushmoblack.com and follow uh the blog talk radio uh, button. You can eventually get to me or go to my Facebook page. You can pick me up there from uh, HushmoBlack.com. Our motto is to do it, uh, like I said, bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We really don't like to get loud. We really don't. We, we like to keep everything on an even keel. Sometimes circumstances dictate that we uh, crank the volume up. Got a free dial-in number, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. If you want to chime in with your two cents, you can. We, we we don't take many calls out there, but we will take a call if you got something important to say. Uh, now, <laughs> hey, is that uh, <laughs> important for who? Somebody say, hey, important to me. Hey no no no! If you got something, if you got something on your mind, you want to get it off, uh, please free, uh, feel free to call in. We we advocate for social justice, y'all out here, on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we do love everybody. Won't let you know that. Well, just by extension, we happen to be a part of that community and found ourselves uh, advocating uh, that way. But we love everybody. We won't let you know that. We uh, there's a lot, a lot of stuff, crazy stuff going on in the world, y'all. President talking about right uh, issuing an executive uh, action to uh, keep some five million uh, illegals into the country, ones with kids, I believe, something like that. That was born here in the country. I, I, applaud, I applaud the president. I applaud the president for uh, if he take that action. I mean, Lord knows this dude at the Congress is not about to do that. First of all, they don't want. 
the uh, uh, illegal immigrants, as they call them, to gain any kind of citizenship because they are afraid that they uh, might vote Democratic, uh, uh, Democratic, uh, uh, sometime down the uh, line. There, yeah. That's what this thing is all about. They want to keep them here uh, for low wages and all that stuff. They don't want to make them citizens because they're afraid that uh, they'll all turn out to be Democrats. And there's no wonder. <laughs> there's no wonder looking at the uh, uh, actions that the Republicans has taken against uh, uh, people coming to the country, especially from South America, south of the border. There's no wonder that they run to the Democratic Party. Hey, y'all. These are trying times, y'all. I, you know, I hate to keep telling you that, but these are really trying times. <laughs> Not just here in this country, but especially here since we live here. But worldwide, hey, the world, world's got problems. Hey, no doubt. We can just talk about the these good old United States of America, although that's front and center in our uh, in our uh, mind, because uh, this is where we uh, reside. This is home for us. So, yeah, it's got to be front and center for us. Right now, Ferguson is still on the edge over there, waiting on the grand jury to come up with some. Something I don't I don't know what <laughs> everybody know uh, that they're not going to indict this guy uh, for murder. Everybody know they're not going to indict this guy for murder, y'all. And uh, they don't know what's going to what's going to transpire after they refuse to indict this guy for murder. So I uh, I'm praying. I'm praying for the people over there that some kind of some kind of uh, solution be worked out. I don't know what that what that could possibly be, short of uh, trying someone for murder. I don't know what uh, uh, that could possibly uh, be. When a, a young uh, a African American gets shot down in broad daylight, uh, shot some six times uh, uh, in broad daylight with no weapons, with his hands up, uh, if that's not murder, I'm not sure uh, uh, what that definition is. Uh, I, I don't know what the definition of murder is. Case, I mean, uh, I know it's happening far too frequently in this country in 2014. Blacks are being killed at a higher rate than they was in the 1920s, y'all. Blacks in this country are being murdered at a higher rate than they was in the 1920s. That's just a fact, y'all. That's just a fact right here today. And they find all kind of reasons to justify it. You got some stainy ground, this, and... Uh, the police, uh, as if within their legal rights, if somebody is this, and you know, all this stuff is uh, another way of uh, finding uh, alibis uh, for the murder of our young folks here in the country. And it's 
we got to put a stop to it. We have got to put a stop to it, you know. We cannot have our young folks being shot down in prison like slaves and animals uh, any longer. We've got to uh, make our voices heard. We've got to, if necessary, get in the street and march. If that's what it's going to take. We have all got to pick up that cross, though, and uh, do our share to get this thing stopped. Uh, I write a new book, y'all. <laughs> write a new book. Uh, uh, the third one coming up. We ain't got the first, the second one's marked it properly, but we got a new book coming out. I'm going to fill you in on it uh, as I develop it. It's going to be on a prison here in Georgia, y'all. It's going to be on one of the prisons here in Georgia. What's going on in this prison system, this industrial complex that is uh, the prison system is nothing short of frightening, uh, you know. Oh, the hospital got a first-hand look at it this past weekend, you know. I got a first-hand look at the inside of the uh, uh, prison industrial complex. We're going to be writing about it. We're going to be writing about it, y'all. Hey, what else is going on in the world, y'all? Oh, so much is going on. we got a great, great show for you this evening. November 15th, 2014, y'all. November 15th. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, y'all. One of our favorite holidays, Thanksgiving. We, we, uh, I don't know, it's a family, kind of a family uh, holiday. You know, the family is all get together, and that's always that's always a good time. So we're looking forward to it. The weather, boy, the weather is changed here in the ATL. Y'all, we come to you live and live in color from the ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all, so we, it's our home base. We uh, the weather, the weather changed on us here. I just woke up the other morning. It was twenty seven. <laughs> 27 degrees, y'all. What kind of weather is that? That's not that's not Georgia weather. I know it's fall. Come on now. I know it's fall, but you know, we hey the ATL don't get weather like that in November. 27. They talk about us getting 22. It's gonna be down to 22 next week. Please. And they say nothing wrong with the weather. Rush Limbo say nothing wrong with the weather. It ain't changing. It's, it's a, a, a liberal plot. That's what Rush Limbaugh said. This is all a, lim- a liberal plot. This weather thing. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how Rush Limbaugh does. Anybody got any? What is he? Uh, some kind of weatherman? Is he some kind of weatherman? Or what? I, I don't know. I know we ain't used to seeing no 27 degree, 22 degree weather here in November. Not in Georgia. I've been there. Almost 70 years. <laughs> hey, the hospital been around this place almost 70 years. Well, in and out. I mean, we was born here in 1945. Now, we have been a lot of places. We have been a lot of places since I came into this world, y'all. Yeah. I came in in 1945 in the middle of the cotton field. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been a few other places since then. But we're back here now. We're back here now. And, uh, we spent the majority of our life right here in good old Georgia. My homes. Sweet home. Hey, 
been been experiencing some pretty good uh, new things uh, uh, here lately. Uh, we're going to be telling you about uh, just a new uh, phase of uh, my life that uh, we're uh, into right now. Going going back to school, yo. Going back to school in January. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, I've written uh, 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 two books already, uh, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, and then my latest one, Racism and Hate in American uh, Reality, uh, working on my third. However, I'm going back to school. I say going back to school. Just taking some courses. Starting in January, uh, some journalism courses. I need to, <laughs> in liberal arts. Of course, I need to tighten up my writing a little bit, my writing skills. Uh, my grandma needs to uh, improve some. So at 70, <laughs> damn, at 70, the husband's going back to school, y'all. I need some new skills. I got I, <laughs> I need some new skills, y'all. The husband's going back to school at 70. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ease into it. We're gonna take one course. <laughs> hey, we 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 gonna overdo this thing. Uh, we jumping in this thing at uh, one course at a time. <laughs> yeah, we uh we gonna ease into this thing. We ain't hardly gonna matter. <laughs> we we ain't gonna get stressed out on it now. Oh no, we ain't gonna get stressed out. I'm tell you that right now. We gonna take it nice and slow. We're going to take this thing nice and slow, one step at a time, y'all. Mm-hmm. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the temperature is out there now, but I mean, heck, it's still, uh, it's still kind of chilly out here. Four now, but. Hey, too much. Wow. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I, see, I, you know, this weather, I, I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, as soon as you think you got it bad, I talked to one of my friends, one of my partners in uh, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, today. He told me they got 10 inches of snow, and, and it was. <laughs> Uh, uh, the temperature was down in the teens or some old crazy place down around there. And uh, I said, wow, well, 27 ain't that bad. We ain't got no snow. <laughs> so we can, there's always uh, uh, someone with a, uh, a different, uh, uh, a story that's uh, make you seem uh, bearable. Yeah. yeah, there's always somebody with a story that uh, make yours uh, somewhat bearable. Yeah. We uh mm. We gotta get on the phone there. We haven't made any phone calls today. This is with uh, my little uh new uh venture that I'm involved in. Got to call uh folks every day. I think Mississippi State, y'all, if y'all watch follow football, 
Mississippi State doesn't took it on the uh, chin. They might not be number one when they wake up Monday morning. Alabama done pumped them, looks like. Got any Mississippi State fans? Well, good luck with that because they are no longer undefeated. I can tell you that. They are no longer undefeated, y'all. Now I'm going, I'm pulling for. Uh, I'm pulling for Florida State. I thought Florida State was a better team anyway. I don't know how they got them out of number one. They don't want, I don't know how many games straight, and all of a sudden they uh, somehow not number one again. I don't know how that happened. They somehow not number one? Please. How could they not be? How could they not be number one still? And they they the defending champ. And somehow, <laughs> I don't know how that stuff worked, y'all. I told y'all about it worked. Somehow they're not number one. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't. Hey, I don't make the rules up. I'm just a little old country boy. But I know if you finish the season undefeated. Uh, seem like to me going into the next year. You're the national champ. Seem like to me going into the next year. You should. Now, for me, if I rule the world, if I rule the world, you still be number one. Florida State still be number one until they lost the game. They ain't lost one yet. Somehow they way down in three, third place. I don't, I don't know how that works. Somebody got some kind of formula. They figured it out. With me. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know how accurate the formula is. I know uh, everybody that put up that number one lose in Florida State is still winning. I, I just looked at wins and losses. Yeah. Wins and uh, losses. I mean, that's a little, uh, a little old me, though. A little old country boy here. I don't know what. Hey, the man upstairs have a better, a better understanding of this thing. It says that thinking of God's wisdom and knowledge is so deep and so broad that the soul, however much it has come to know of it, can always penetrate deeper within it. That now that that is a powerful saying. Uh, I don't even know what I don't know the first said, <laughs> but it's heavy. The thicket of God's wisdom and knowledge is so deep and so broad that the soul, however much it has come to know of it, can always penetrate deeper within it. Think about that for a second. Hey, now, I ain't no preacher or nothing, y'all. I'm just, <laughs> I just came across that. That is so powerful that, you know, it's mind-boggling, really, if you just consider well, God's wisdom, first of all. I mean, what is it? Seven billion, uh, uh, seven billion uh, human beings on the planet. Seven billion plus. I don't care. I'm trying to got damn near two thirds of them. But <laughs> hey, hey. But the seven billion of people. Now we're talking about God. God's wisdom. Here, y'all. It says that the thinking of God's wisdom and knowledge is so deep and so broad that the soul, however much it has come to know of it can always penetrate deeper within it. 
Wow, imagine what they're saying. That's heavy, that's heavy now. Uh, consider that all 7 billion of us here on earth is connected to God through the Christ spirit that he uh, put in each of us. So we all connected to him in that way, yet the 7 billion of us is also connected to him in a personal way. Different, each uh, different have a different uh, connection to God. So here's God. He's got us all connected through his Christ spirit that he put in all of us, yet he's connected with all 7 billion of us on a different personal level with each of us. You understand? And, and every day, and every day that God made that we uh, live and rejoice in, there's a different uh, reality and a different uh, circumstance that we uh, engage with God in. So every day our uh, uh, interaction with God changes from day to day, all seven billion of us. Keeping up with all this stuff in there. Every, <laughs> do y'all see that? See how deep uh, God's uh, wisdom and uh, knowledge is there, y'all? That's heavy. It's mind-boggling, really, if you just uh, stop and think what I just said. He's got us all connected as one through his Christ spirit, yet he's dealing with each of us personally on a different level, all seven billion, one-on-one. That's changing every day. He's got to keep up with all that stuff, y'all. Wow. You try. <laughs> hey, I can't keep up with uh, my two chillings. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep up with myself. I lose uh, what I'm about every day. <laughs> I can, hey, I can lose my own self. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, God, the Almighty God, yeah. I think uh, I'm here by His grace and mercy. Uh, wow. Hey y'all, welcome to the Hasbro Black Forum again. It's about uh, wow, it's twenty twenty two minutes after seven already, y'all. That's when I ran right through a break, y'all. What out in the world? Time fly like that. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. We'll be right back. You got me in the hospital. Y'all hang in there. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
they uh, are taking kids right out of school and, and, and dumping them in jail and keeping them in jail, keep it, and, and turn them into uh, hardened criminals, y'all. And turn them in uh, that thing, that industrial comp- prison complex is nothing more than a revolving door. Once you get caught up in it, once you get caught up in that revolving door, it's hard to uh, uh, make an exit uh, uh, from that revolving door, y'all. Oh, I, I got a great, great. Uh, I got a great, great uh, uh, a look at it, and uh, we're going to be uh, sharing it. We're going to be sharing it with the world, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be sharing our experience with the world. Oh yeah. Uh, we couldn't figure out exactly what. what it would be our next subject uh, until we got caught up uh, until we got caught up in the mix. Uh, this past weekend. And what I saw what I saw was just sickening. What I, what I saw firsthand was just sickening, yeah. We, uh, we came out of that experience uh, with all kind of mixed emotions about what what kind of action could I take or would uh, be most uh, beneficial to uh, our community? Uh, I kind of contemplated everything from a lawsuit to all kinds of uh, uh, various uh, tactics I might uh, take to uh, uh, satisfy uh, what I was feeling. Uh, I came up and settled on uh, just writing about it. Writing gave me a great sense of relief. And uh, I'll be writing about uh, the experience that I have. Hopefully it will uh, expose uh, some of the uh, inhumanities that uh, is being perpetrated on our young folks that here in Georgia, that here in this prison system in this state, what they're doing to our young people is nothing short of criminal. What they are doing to our young folks is nothing short of criminal. Uh, we uh, hopefully we can uh, shed enough light on it and get enough people excited about uh, the uh, inhumanities that's going on that they'll uh, uh, we'll take some action. Some action will be taken uh, some kind of way to uh, alleviate uh, what's going on here uh, with our young folks in the legal system. We've got to address it. Y'all. We can't keep talking about uh, and we can't keep talking about it, y'all. It's critical that we get off our butts and take some action right away 
We need to be writing the attorney general, the president, our governor, everybody. We need to be flooding uh, the, uh, the powers that be with uh, our uh, uh, our uh, objections to uh, what's going on. And, and uh, uh, as a first step, that's just the first step, y'all. We've got to also get out there, uh, if necessary, and march uh, for some kind of justice here, y'all. Something that's crazy. I'm, I'm with uh, Al Sharpen now. We've got to march for some kind of uh, uh, justice here in this country again. Because uh, uh, here before, in fact, we gotta we got to go to court with these people. We still got to demand our reparations from 1954 because ain't nothing going to set us on an equal level uh, economically until uh, we are paid for uh, the reparations uh, that we are due. Uh, uh, for the injuries that were surfer, suffered uh, prior to 1954 under the separate equal laws here in this state, here in this state, we're never going to uh, 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 gain any kind of uh, economic equality until that happens. Because uh, right now they got us in a darn downward spiral, you know, and that prison industrial system is a big part of it because it's neutering our young uh, uh, from the society, you know. It's neutering them uh, out of, uh, of, of the society. And that's crazy, you yeah. It's crazy. We've got to speak up and uh, uh, get up, pick that cross up and, and march uh, 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 with it to some kind of uh, 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 Mount Carey of justice. Uh, yeah, we got to take that cross all the way to the Mount Calvary of justice uh, in this country. Because right now, uh, uh, the legal system is getting away with murder. Read an uh, article on the internet where uh, some jail, <laughs> some prison industrial complex somewhere, I think it was in Illinois, killed a couple of people. A couple of people died from gangrene and all kind of other horrific uh, bulls, uh, uh, horrific uh, uh, environment uh, uh, type situations in prison. And that's happening right here in Georgia. Uh, I, I was looking at the article. I came across uh, one of the, I don't know, one of the internet uh, blogs had it out there. there three people died here uh, in prison, from, one of them from gangrene, one of them from some other kind of illness. Uh, 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 from non-treatment, uh, 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 medical treatment in that place is lousy. Uh, this, this, this place is, is really, this country is really uh, on its way to hell, yeah? This country is really on its way to hell from a moral standpoint. There's no way uh, it can uh, uh, any longer claim to be a Christian nation. That's just so far from uh, reality. It's crazy. That's a, that, that claim to be some kind of Christian nation is just so far from reality. It's uh, mind-boggling, y'all. Yeah. It is. Well, I'm going to let the man upstairs deal with the morality of uh, the, the people. Because uh, no one knows he will. And uh, he, he's uh, probably the only one that can really got deal with it. Uh I'm going to turn it over to him, that morality thing. But we, as a people, have got to get out there and do our part in uh, bringing about some uh, uh, 
uh, legal remedies here. One of them I'm suggesting right now, we get uh, uh, a petition up, uh, as many signatures as we can get and send them in to the Justice Department asking them to look uh, at uh, the 1954 case of Brown and see why is it that uh, blacks uh, uh, didn't uh, petition the court back then for reparations and they had won uh, I won a case for reparations because of uh, the separate equal laws that violated our 14th Amendment rights uh, throughout the society, in the workplace, uh, in the school place, and uh, public places. I was born in 1945 in, in Georgia without 14th Amendment protections. I don't know about, you know, that's just a fact. <clears throat> we were due reparations in 1954. We were due reparations in 1954 for 14th Amendment uh, violations uh, that had been uh, 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 ongoing for some 90 years after that Civil War. Absolutely. We've got the uh, golden office. Uh, you know, you can stand back and sit back and play defense on these people because they, they ain't about to uh, do anything to uh, take them to court. They're not going to uh, correct anything. It's always going to be the deck stacked against Americans of African descent for the same reasons, uh, for the same racist reasons that, that it's all, that's always been there. Oh, things gotten better. No doubt things gotten better. But if you've got 35% people that are racist, that's railing against uh, the government, the president. Uh, it's detrimental to uh, uh, the country uh, at large. Everybody's damaged by by racism. Everybody's damaged. White, black, it makes no difference, y'all. No injustice uh, any place is uh, injustice every place. So you can't just uh, 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 hurt me. As an American American said, you can't just hurt me. No, no, everybody's hurt. Everybody's got to be hurt. That's the way this works. That's how uh, the society is uh, intertwined now. You can't just hurt one segment of society, although you're doing a pretty good job because you got the jailhouse seem to be stacked with uh, 75% of American backwards, that young boys. That age, that age group 18 to 35, that's, that's who makes up the, a major proportion of that uh, uh, prison industrial system. And it's a revolving door, yeah. It's a revolving door. The conditions in that place is nothing short of it's as close as you can, uh, 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 as barbaric as you can get. I mean, they're treating uh, uh, humans like animals. They're treating our young folks in that jail like animals and expecting some kind of human result. You can't get a human result if you treat people like animals. No way you can achieve any kind of social uplift from uh, uh, treating uh, our young folks like animals. You can't do it. It's impossible to do it, and they knew it. They knew it, y'all. That prison industrial complex is not one of the biggest money makers. Uh, this particular prison uh, has a budget of about $35 million that they're spending for their whole budget. They're taking in damn near $200 million off of uh, our young people by housing them. They're taking in over $200 million uh, a year and uh, uh, <laughs> and spending thirty five million to uh, uh, to uh, house the uh, prisoners. Uh, can you see? Uh, that's about a hundred fifty million dollar profit or more. Imagine that. 
Imagine that, y'all. This thing is nothing but a money uh, grab, y'all. That prison system is nothing more than a money grab. And it's intended, it's uh, designed, it's designed uh, just for that purpose. Uh, they intend uh, on uh, treating you like an animal to make sure that uh, uh, you act like animals uh, when you get out of that thing, to make sure you're going to wind up right back in that uh, vicious circle, y'all. To make sure you wound up right back in that vicious circle, y'all. That's what that prison industrial complex is all about. It's by design. It's not by no accident. They're not trying to rehabilitate anybody. I'll tell you that right now. They're not trying to uh, uh, rehabilitate anybody. They are trying to uh, create a uh, animal and doing a fairly good job of it. Doing a fairly good job of it. Yeah. We've got to uh, we've got to speak up against that. We've got to pay uh, <laughs> uh, everybody that crossed up down and marched to that um, Mount Calvary of Justice. Uh, 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 <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. We just rambling on here. We uh, we still we still really really. Um, angry at what we witness. We're still angry at what we witness. They say angry is a anger is a secondary emotion. Somebody see it. <laughs> uh, it is what it is because I'm still angry about what I uh, witnessed uh, this past weekend. We're gonna be writing about it now. We we ain't gonna talk too much about it because the more we talk about that, uh, angrier we get, and uh, that's not gonna solve it. That's not gonna solve anything out here. That's for black form. So we're gonna leave it for now. But uh, the next book coming out will be about the prison industrial uh, complex uh, that we did this first day. So we're gonna be writing about it. Y'all. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna, hey, hey, the high school's going back to college. We're going, we're going to go take some uh, uh, journalism and some uh, <laughs> some uh, uh, English courses, y'all, to, to uh, make sure we uh, present uh, this uh, new book in a, a better grammatical uh, form. Our first two books, we, we had quite a few uh, grammatical errors. We ain't that good in English, y'all. We, we spent our time on computers. We worked in IT for 40 years. You'd have to know that much English. You did have to be pretty good at math, but you'd have to you didn't have to be that good at English. Y'all. So we, we, we're we going to go back and uh, take some uh, more co- courses at 70. I suppose going back to school at 70, y'all. Never too old to learn new skills, y'all. It's ne- you're never too old to learn new skills. Somebody t- taught me, uh, motivated me to that uh, point. I want to thank them. You're never too old to learn new skills. So we're looking forward to getting back in school. We're going to take one course a semester. I'm starting out. We might. <laughs> we, we're going to take one course a semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One course, that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can't pick this weather map out. I, 
Uh, we looked at one uh, the other day. We thought about going to get 22. Now I'm looking at the thing that says it's not going to get down below 40. What's up here? Things changing like that from day to day. We've got a new uh, weather uh, uh, map. Al Roker did some uh, uh, some marathon uh, 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 weather reporting thing here. I, I don't know how Sharp, Sharpton was talking about it. I think it, oh, uh, Al Roker did, what, 33-hour uh, broadcasting, the weather straight or something, the way money for the USO. I don't know what it was about. It seemed like a pretty good scheme for a uh, fundraiser. Mr. Al Roker, you know, the weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's really a weatherman, too. He did uh, go to uh, school for that. He's been around a long time. That guy used to weigh about 300 pounds. He done dropped down. I don't know how he did He done dropped down quite, quite a bit. He done lost all that big weight that he used to have. Probably better off, a lot healthier looking. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Yeah, looks a lot better. I got to, well, I don't need to lose no weight. I still don't. We, <laughs> we, don't, we don't gain no weight. Uh, we stay around 180, between 175 and 180. We've been there for years. I don't, I don't know. My weight don't fluctuate. Uh, so we stay the same place, I mean, pretty much. We pretty much stay the same place, y'all. Take something here. But ain't nobody playing no ball. And that's uh, 
for us, that's a good thing right now. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, 
That's just a fact. That is just a fact. We write about it in my new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Go to my website if you want to find out where you can buy a copy. The electronic version is like three ninety nine. Yeah, it ain't. We want it, we want everybody to be exposed to it. We want to make it affordable too. Hey, I can spend three ninety nine. Surely, <laughs> uh, surely you can spend three ninety nine. Go to hard copy is sixteen bucks. Yeah, but just get the electronic version, y'all. Everybody get the electronic version. That's not you know. I want everybody to have this book. It's great material. It's not a novel or anything like that. It's just a collection of documents, essays that other people have written. I just expose it to you and with some analysis or commentary about them. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not a novel. It's not a masterpiece of, of anything. Just uh, uh, some historical events, documents, essays, and analysis. Y'all, that's all it is. Some great, great, uh, rare uh, essays and documents. Uh, some of them are. I got some uh, from W.E.B. Du Bois that uh, I had to get permission from the NAAC to reprint it, but it's a great, great article that he put together for uh, the United Nations in 1948 <laughs> to present to the United Nations. They, he never did get it to the floor because of our, our representatives refused to bring it up for business. Dealing with the uh, discrimination against American Rappers and up to that point. Just a great, great uh, 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 essay that uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite sociologists, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite people, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. uh, uh, It's a rare article. It's hard to find. You can't find it. I mean, you can dig it up. Uh, but uh, it came out in the Crisis Magazine, uh, the December uh, edition in 1947. I uh, was uh, printed there. And uh, I got their permission to reprint it in my book, Racism and Hate and American Reality. Go check it out, y'all. It's worth uh, the price of the book alone, just that one uh, uh, document. I got some stuff from uh, Henry McNeil Turner, a great, great uh, uh, speech that he gave in front of the Georgia uh, uh, Assembly, State of Georgia General Assembly in 1868, as they were being expelled uh, from the uh, General Assembly after being uh legally elected by the citizens of the state. They expelled him along with 27 other blacks for no other reason than their color, you know, usurping their uh, legal power, uh, you know, some three years after the Civil War. Took away the, civil, uh, took away the rights to participate in the uh, legal system of the state, you know. And we haven't fully regained it since. If not fully regain what they did uh, since they expelled legally duly elected 
representatives, y'all, and cut us out of uh, the government for some hundred years. Henry McNeil turning up, uh, one of our greatest leaders uh, here in uh, Georgia and indeed the country, uh, one of our greatest black leaders that we've ever had. He's very, people don't know too much about Henry McNeil Turner. Uh, check my book out. One of the greatest speeches ever given in front of this General Assembly here in Georgia. I got a 191852 uh, speech by Frederick Douglass, a great, great uh, given now <clears throat> on the 4th of July in 1852. Uh, it's in there. It's in my book. Just a great, great uh, piece of work documenting uh, just what it was that uh, the slaves and we were supposed to support the Civil War, we were still slaves. What the slaves thought of that uh, Independence Day when they were still uh, in chains. Obviously, you're going to have a different perspective of uh, that Independence Day if you're still in chains, if you're still a slave. So he talked about that. One of the things he told the country was, that if they kept up that slavery thing, uh, the man upstairs was going to put an end to it. Because at that time, some five million slaves was praying to God for their salvation. Imagine that. This is 1852 now. Some five million slaves was praying to God for their uh, salvation. Sure enough, he heard their uh, heard their cry, and along came the Civil War, y'all. Along came the Civil War at the expense of some six hundred thousand dead. Uh, those five million uh, prayers were answered, and uh, they were emancipated. That's God. That's God at work. No, that ain't man. Man. Man can't change one strand of hair, black or white, yeah, please. And one do it if you can. If it comes to freeing some uh, people trying to figure out what the Civil War was about. It was about 5 million people in chains praying to God. That is what it was about. It's as simple as that, yeah. 5 million slaves praying to God uh, for their salvation. That was no more, no less. Yeah, don't don't get that thing twisted. Thinking uh, some man has something to do with uh, the Civil War. Nah, <laughs> don't don't get that twisted. Hey y'all, you got me to hush, but I'm just kind of in a real somber mood this evening. Serious move. Serious move, but a somber one. We are just so glad to be out here with y'all this Saturday. Uh, trying to uh, 
get people motivated into uh, some action. Trying to motivate people into action, y'all. If it's nothing more than setting down. I don't know what happened there, y'all. Why are we calling back into a live show? It should have never went any place. This thing here, we don't know. We're going to upgrade this stuff here. But I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see anything uh, that the hush going to be at wrong here. <laughs> uh, but it uh, looks like we're back on here, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, though. It's about that time. Y'all hanging in. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in Cyberspace.
Man, I, you know what? I wound up in jail last week. Hey, Eddie, I'm on the show right now. <laughs> hey, 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 uh, yeah, talk back to me, but I'll I tell you, man, I wound up in, I will, because I'm so, okay, bye. Hey, y'all, we back. We just, somebody call in, somebody call in, uh, somebody call in, uh, on the wrong number. We share, we share, we shared a little bit with them. We got to wind up. We got to call them back. But anyway, let's get back to where I was talking about this uh, agrarian uh, uh, reconstruction, agrarianism and reconstruction politics of the Southern Homestead Act. That Southern Homestead Act it was intended to uh, provide real estate someplace for the ex-slaves to live. And uh, 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 acquire real estate of their own. They set aside 46 million acres of property in that Southern Homestead Act over five Southern states Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Okay. Uh, the South, the whites in the South went crazy. They reel against that thing uh, for 10 years, much like they're doing against this affordable health care law. Only worse, they reel against that thing for 10 years, y'all, from 1866 to 17 to 1876 when they finally repealed it. They finally repealed it in in 1876, y'all, and returned 43 million acres uh, on. Uh, distributed to the federal government. They did everything in their power to keep blacks from getting their property, y'all, and they succeeded. It devastated us. This was right out of slavery, y'all. It devastated us from that uh, uh, time until this time. The prevention of uh, us acquiring that land by racist uh, laws and uh, racism uh, devastated our community coming out of slavery, y'all, and we have never, never, ever recovered from that act. We have never recovered. We have never gained a foothold uh, of any kind of uh, uh, a significance in the society since they repealed that Southern Homestead Act, denying five million people of uh, of that property. Oh, a few people got a, a few acres. A few people got a few acres. Now, listen, 43 million acres of the 46 set aside went back to the government undistributed to the ex-slaves, y'all. And the 3 million that did get away, blacks didn't get the majority of that. Whites got the majority of that. See, now, people talk about uh, uh, the economic inequality. Start there. I start my book, Racism and Hate, uh, dealing with economic uh, inequality, right there. The Southern Homestead Act had uh, the country did the right thing and distributed that land, much like they did the uh, Homestead Act out west, where they gave away over 235 million acres of land to uh, 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 citizens of the country. Uh, If they ever did that for the ex-slaves here in the South, we... Uh, when we're talking about this economic inequality the way we are today. 
we will be talking about it, yeah. If they ever did the right thing, they didn't do the right thing. They didn't do the right thing by uh, slaves who had uh, worked uh, free for some 300 years here. They didn't do the right thing by those people, yeah. It's just a fact. They didn't do the right thing by them when they were uh, were, uh, emancipated. They did everything they could to keep them uh, in slavery. And they succeeded in a, in a, in a, uh, to a large extent. It was all because of racism. Yeah. That's just a fact. That's just a fact, y'all. You can't uh, you can't paint that thing no other way. It was all because of racism. Yeah. Had they done the right thing, it would have been uh, uh, a huge uh, stepping uh, stone for blacks, y'all, uh, assimilating into the society without uh, depending on nobody uh, uh, taking care of them. They could have uh, farmed the land themselves. Had you know, they had all the skills in the world. My people in 1865 in the state of Georgia possessed all the skills in the world to work that land to turn it into uh, uh, profitable uh, enterprises. Y'all, they denied us that. Uh, uh, yeah. They denied us that uh, 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 opportunity by repealing that Southern Homestead Act. That's where it all started, y'all. That's where it all started. Had we got that 46 million acres, by the time Frederick Douglass came around, uh, uh, by the time, uh, uh, not Frederick Douglass, but uh, by the time uh, Booker T. Washington, by the time Booker T. Washington came around and started the uh, Tuskegee Institute in uh, eight, 1881, we didn't have no property. No, uh, black didn't have no property. That's all he needed. He was looking for property then. It was too late. They had took that thing off the books five years prior to that. They had wiped it off the books. Yeah, they had wiped that. Come on, y'all. This thing is crazy, y'all. <laughs> this thing get heavy, y'all. Perry Douglas, had, we'd have had uh, uh, 46 million uh, acres of property. Had that still been on the books when uh, Frederick Douglass opened uh, Tuskegee in, uh, in 1881, uh, imagine where we'd be today. And we got we had 46 million acres for him to work with, uh, with the people, with our people. If our people had had 46 million acres of land in uh, uh, 1881, uh, we wouldn't be talking about some income inequality today, y'all. But they didn't do that. They didn't do the right thing, y'all. They did not do the right thing uh, by uh, people who had uh, built the country on free labor for 300 years. They didn't do the right thing about it. Hey, the man upstairs, uh, I don't know how he's going to take that. I don't know how he's going to judge uh, uh, the country. Uh, 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 I don't think he's going to like it. I don't think he's going to like that, yeah. But uh, they uh, didn't do the right thing by uh, uh, the slaves that uh, that built this country. Starting with that uh, Southern Homestead Act, they railed against that thing, yeah, <laughs> and they uh, succeeded in uh, denying uh, the ex-slaves that property. Real estate is, is the foundation to any uh, uh, community or any society. Real estate is the foundation of any uh, economic uh, uh, advancement any, uh, in any society. Uh, 
you've got to have a certain amount of real estate if you're going to uh, survive and, and progress uh, in this, in, uh, especially this, uh, in this so-called democracy we've got here. You have got to have a certain amount of real estate to uh, survive. That's just a fact, yeah. They didn't do the right thing Not by me, my people. They didn't do the right thing, yeah. Uh, and now we are holding right at today with this economic inequality gap, uh, trying to figure it out. I've got it figured out, yeah. <laughs> I got it all figured out. Read my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. And uh, you read that thing close enough, you'll see that uh, what it's about. Reparations is the only way that you're going to uh, correct that thing. It ain't no other way. Uh-uh. Don't, don't come in with some work card or some work program, this and that, some minimum wage increase. Stop it. Ain't none of that going to impact the economic inequality. The only thing that's going to impact that economic inequality is for uh, my people to uh, be paid reparations for the injuries suffered uh, under the separate equal laws, including uh, uh, the repeal of the Southern Homestead Act. They repeal that thing uh, for no uh, other reason than to uh, deprive uh, black people of uh, an equal opportunity uh, in the society for no other reason. They keep their uh, wages as low as possible so that they can continue to uh, get rich off of the sweat of uh, um, our people, so that the country continue to get rich off of the sweat of uh, America's African descent. That's just a fact. Right? We uh, so I'll every every book that I write will be a chapter uh, in it on reparations. Uh, every book that I ever write will be a chapter dedicated to reparations until I die. I'll be talking about reparations because in 1954, uh, me. American African descent, uh, who was around at that time, has a direct claim uh, for reparation because all who was alive at that time was living under the separate equal laws that was codified by Plessy versus Ferguson. All blacks born prior to 1954 was directly injured and have a direct claim to a reparations uh, for those injuries. Yeah, just a fact, uh, we, uh-uh, I'll never uh, uh, acquiesce to anything less uh, than uh, reparations for those injuries that I suffered. I was born in 1945 here in Georgia without a proper protections under that uh, 14th Amendment. That's just a fact, right? That's just a hardcore fact, yeah. Uh, Hey, uh, that's what's rambling on, yeah. We, uh, we, uh, so removed this evening, yeah. We, we just, uh, uh, we feeling better, though. Just being out here on the hustle back for a week. 
just for a bit and overblow talk, uh, we feel a lot better getting it all off our chest, uh, <laughs> if you will. I mean, you know, we can do what we do. Yeah, we just do what we do, y'all. Yeah, we uh, try to provide a platform for our uh, people. The 90% that uh, don't have no platform, don't have no voice, we try to provide a place for them to uh, vent, try to provide a place for them to vent. And uh, we enjoy it. It's our little two cent to, uh, we think it's our little two cent worth of uh, our little uh, heart in carrying that cross. That's what we do. We try to decipher uh, things for our community. <laughs> the BS that's coming down and the BS that's going up. We try to decipher it out there on our small black form. So if y'all got anything important that you want to uh, Elaborate on or want the high school to uh, <laughs> break down <laughs> if, if there's something going on in the country that you don't uh, have a real good grasp on uh, just what it's about. Uh, <laughs> let the high school know we'll uh, decipher it for you, just like that Rosetta Stone. We'll uh, we'll break it down for you if it's something you don't understand about the politics uh, of today. Let us know. We'll uh, break that down for you out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, what else going on now? Peanut Gallery, what's up? My peanut Gallery is kind of quiet this evening. Yeah? We don't know what's wrong with us. What's up, yeah? That girl is kind of quiet this evening. Ah.
I don't know. I think we should still be doing that. I'm starting to think that, uh, I'm starting to think that, uh, we need to get on. I'm starting to think we need to get on out of there. That thing ain't doing nothing but, uh, that thing ain't doing nothing but, uh, uh, costing us, uh, both the treasure and, uh, the blood of our young folks here. That whole thing over there, and, uh, Iraq to, you know, that thing ain't been going on way too long. We've been on that since 2001, pretty much. We've been at war since 2001. Here's 2014, now. Yeah. We still at war. Something, something's got to give. So we got to get out of that. We got to get out of that mode, y'all. Bring our young folks home. I'm, I'm, I'm with the president. The president can't do it because uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's too conflicted over there now. We don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, we do know one thing. We should have never been over there in the first place. That we do know. We should have never been there in the first place. I mean, come on. In Iraq, I'm talking about. We should have never been there. Dick Cheney uh, uh, got us into that stuff. Dick Cheney got us into that. And now he's running around talking about the president. Shut up. Shut up. You don't need to say anything about this president. You the one got us in that mess, and now you're running around talking about you're afraid the president don't mess it up. Hey, please, please, crazy, yeah. Hmm. We are.
the Congress of the United States is actively fighting against this president to, uh, uh, to see that he failed, to make sure that he failed. Uh, they don't seem to realize that the president failed, the, con- uh, the country uh, uh, loses. Uh, they don't care, though, because, like I said, a lot of the stuff has to do with racism. Yeah, that's just a fact. A lot of the stuff has to do with racism. I'm sorry. But it's just a fact. They don't want they, they claim that they don't, that it's not. <laughs> they claim somehow that it's not, you know, but... Uh, that's what it's about. That's exactly what it's about, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened the last time Republicans had a majority this huge?
Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the Hasmo Black Forum. Uh, hey, y'all hear me? Oh, y'all been doing the ball. Yeah, we back. Try to wrap this thing up. Our last segment here, y'all. It's uh, it's about eighteen minutes till. Hour and nine here. Time flies when you're having fun, y'all. We ain't been out here. We missed last week. We apologize to our audience. We uh, got caught up in the mix. Got caught up in the mix, y'all. Po' boy. That's all we are. Po' boy trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, as the, <laughs> as the rappers say. <sighs> That's all behind us now. We are. We're writing a book, y'all. We're putting it together, our third book. We're putting our third book together, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, uh, going to be writing about uh, the industrial prison complex that uh, so many of my family yeah, uh, had gotten caught up uh, gotten caught up in so many of my family gotten caught up in that prison industrial complex uh, over the years from my grandfather to my nephews to you name it cousins, uncles just so many of my family and that's just my family. It's just a microcosm of uh, American reference that who that got caught up in that uh, prison industrial system. That thing is real and scary. It's alive and well today. What they're doing to uh, our young folks is uh, nothing short of uh, genocide. <laughs> what they're doing to our folks is nothing short of genocide. Y'all. I hate to use that word, but you know, I gotta call it like I see it. I'm gonna call it like I see it. Uh-uh, I ain't gonna. I ain't, I'm not cutting it. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be uh, uh, straight. I'm not cutting it at all, y'all. I'm gonna call it just like I see it in my book. That prison justice system. I'm gonna call it just like I see it. And I see it's nothing short of genocide. That's exactly how I see it. Uh, the neutering of uh, our young folks out of uh, 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 political society, political and social society. That's exactly what that uh, industrial prison that complex is doing to thousands of our uh, young people, both male and female. Uh, most are from that age group of 17 to 35. This group includes uh, predominantly uh, young black males. Make no mistake about that. That group uh, in that prison is predominantly young black males. And uh, we've got to put a stop to it. We've got to put a stop to it. We've all got to uh, chip into the wild. Put a stop to that thing. 
I'm going to write it right here. I'm going to start my little report uh, immediately. I'm researching the material as we speak. I'm researching the, the material for this book. It's too close to home. And that's it, too close to home. Uh, that prison industrial complex thing is killing uh, our young people. It's taking them right out of our society. I've got uh, people who uh, uh, has been out of that system for 20 years and they still can't uh, get a job because of uh, something that happened 20 years ago. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Now, a trumped-up uh, charge of uh, uh, possessing or selling marijuana. Can you imagine that? 20 years ago, and still cannot get a job because of uh, that thing still being on his record. Can you imagine that? 20 years ago, as a kid, uh these people still can't uh, function in society because of uh, something to do with marijuana. Not no uh, big time uh, uh, stuff, just small uh, uh, junk. Uh, uh, yeah. And they're doing hundreds and thousands of our young people like that, taking them right out of society. They can't vote, they can't do anything. That would have felt it. And it's just a, drop, a trumped up scheme to. Uh, to neuter our young folks, yeah. Yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy thing, yeah. And it's happening right before our eyes, yeah. It's happening right before our eyes, and it's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on. It's been going on 100 years. It's been going on over 100 years. Y'all. People are writing about it. All kinds of books have been written about it. Uh, we just don't. We have got to uh, get involved. We've got to get engaged, you know. Uh, this thing is so crazy. We have got to get engaged. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do my two cents. I am going to do my two cents work. Uh, I'm going to write the, and expose uh, the system uh, further. Uh, I'm going to expose it further. I mean, it's been exposed. There have been hundreds, if not thousands of books wrote about it, written about it, I mean. And uh, we've got to keep writing about it. We've got to keep talking about it. We've got to keep it before uh, the public. <clears throat> and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do my two cents work. I'm going to do my uh, two cents work. Yeah. I don't think anything is quite impacted by my life. As uh, this past weekend's experience, 
that I'm going to be writing about. I don't think anything has quite affected my uh, life. Certainly since uh, Vietnam. Certainly since uh, being shot up in Vietnam. Nothing has quite impacted in my life. Unlike this uh, past weekend. Now that's just a fact. I'm being honest as I can about this thing. Now this thing is serious. This thing is so, so serious that, uh, I, you know, it is so serious that uh, I almost, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to even, well, I'm going to, it is so serious that, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm going to devote, uh, I'm going to devote quite a bit of uh, effort, time and effort on this new uh, project, y'all. Uh, I'm going to devote quite a bit of time to make sure that uh, I get this thing put together right and I get some attention uh, and get some attention to what's going on in that prison industrial complex. Uh, Something's wrong. Something is highly, highly uh, crazy and wrong. Uh, They are hurting our young people in there like animals. Uh, Treating them like animals. Turning them into animals. Uh, and uh, would have you believe that they are trying to achieve some human result. It ain't happening, y'all. It can't happen, and it's not intended to happen. They intend to uh, keep uh, our young people revolving through that door. They intend, it's a premeditated scheme to keep our young people revolving through that prison door, y'all. This ain't by accident. This is a premeditated scheme to keep and take away uh, the political and social uh, uh, functioning of our young people, y'all. That's just a fact. It's just a fact, y'all. We're going to expose that scheme in our new book, we're going to be talking about it more and more every week. We're going to be back out here, y'all. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, in 20 seconds? 15 or so. The 27th. 22nd, yeah. We'll be back. Next year, the same time, same place. I don't blog talk, yeah. We, uh, I'll be right here. We'll have some more to say about our new book about the prison industrial uh, system that's taking uh, the life out of so many of our young people, you know. That's taking the life out of so many of our young people, turning so many of our young people into nothing short of animals, you know. Nothing short of animals, you know. That... <laughs> Y'all don't know. They are turning our people into something short, uh, uh, just short of animals, y'all. Getting them caught up in that vicious circle that uh, uh, churns through that industrial prison complex, y'all. Once they get there, they can't get off that merry-go-round. It's hard to get off that merry-go-round. Uh, I can't do it. They are turning them into 
that's what I've I'm going to expose it to the best of my ability. Uh, the things that I witness. And uh, hopefully we can do it. Get over some ads.
for us out here on the Hushman Black Forum tonight. It's been my uh, pleasure being with you, although we are still in somewhat of a sober mood. It does me good to talk about it. Uh, and I appreciate you allowing me to uh, come out here and talk to you about it. Uh, uh, about the industrial prison complex, uh, Oh, and what it's doing to our, our young folks. There's nothing short of genocide, y'all. Still going on today, been going on since that civil war was over. Very low has changed, y'all. Very low has changed. Uh, a new day, a new name, uh, perhaps, but uh, very little else has changed. Uh, hey, y'all. Uh, that's just about going to do it for us. Y'all come back and be with us next Saturday, Saturday, uh, November 22nd, y'all. We'll be right back here on Blog Talk at 7 o'clock. Until then, y'all uh, y'all have a good evening and be careful out there and try to stay warm. Uh, until next week, uh, this is thing up. Ciao here. We'll see you later. The Hushmo Black Forum. Advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. <coughs> Check us out at the Heismore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>